Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. On this week's Smartpreneur podcast, our guest is Roberto Lewis. Roberta is the founder of Roberta Lewis & Associates, with many years of experience with the CBA channel. Please welcome Roberta Lewis. Well, Smartpreneurs, look who it is. It's Roberta Lewis. Hi, Roberta. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for being with us. You're welcome. Well, Roberta has another new uh, Smartpreneur blog out this week, creating a work culture that retains and attracts top talent at every level. So uh, we're going to dig in a little deeper and do some discussions about uh, about that subject. And hopefully you'll get some great learnings out of this. Um, all right, Roberta, let's uh, let's just jump right in. Um, you know, you can't really avoid essentially the same story, no matter what source I'm looking at or from what industry. Uh, humans are just cogs in the wheel in the process. AI is here. It's coming. It's going to mitigate the need for you humans. Oh, my God. What do we do? So, you know, people are generally afraid that uh, the stuff we've seen in these science fiction movies that we watched as kids, you know, about robots and cyborgs, uh, you know, taking over is, is starting to come true, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then I read your, uh, your blog this week, and I see a refreshing reminder that people make all the difference. I thought, well, this is good. So uh, would you share... Uh, why does this remain true today? And especially uh, why this is so important uh, for systems integrators, you know, the, the, the ones responsible for delivering technology, you know, to the end users. Why is the human touch still so important? Well, well technology and the sizzle of the latest and greatest life-changing gadget um, that, you know, allegedly makes our lives easier and better. It's still the salesperson that makes the pitch, builds the trust in the customer and the product, and sells the client. You know, you can go online and go to Amazon and buy a product, but you're not going to buy a solution. And you're surely not going to know how to integrate it and bring, put it all together with all the systems in your house. So uh, what might look easy by, the, by speaking it now, we don't have a touch of a button anymore. We have uh, our voice control. Um, is not that easy to, to put together and to operate. So we need people. And um, I think it, it's just, and it's been in our industry forever, 
is that, you know, it's really important to sell better products, to sell technologies. You have to be educated, you have to be trained, and you have to know about the integration element to it. So, uh, if, if, and that's all people, you know, people try to scale their businesses in our industry. And the problem with scaling the business, you can get a bigger building, a bigger warehouse, but if you don't have the sales staff that, that knows the product and can sell the product, then you're not going to scale fast. Uh, the yeah. same scholars, the same with programmers, you know, the business is scalable and it grows because of the infrastructure of the qualified people to sell them and install them. So uh, people buy companies and they think, oh, I'm going to, you know, it's happened to me in the past where they acquire companies and build this model to grow. Uh, but they leave out one element. It's the people element, you know. Yeah. And uh, you keep, you got good people, you better keep them. You know, you grow people, don't let them go, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that That is the important part to the people aspect to our business and other technologies as well. Uh, we need to we need to continue to grow our uh, talent pool, and uh, as we grow, you know, and this industry grew from the bottom up. You know, we all they started as installers, scar installers, turned into home installers, uh, turned into business owners, and yeah. uh, we should be you know incentivizing the guys at the entry level to learn more and to you know become invested in our company. Uh, mm -hmm. and how that you know is you know later that's a different topic but compensation plans that bring your employees into the fold you know right right well you know successful integration companies uh they require a lot of disparate parts working together to produce that seamless experience right uh they're running a tech company that designs and implements uh these types of systems in homes and businesses requires many different roles in the company, you know, and then they, those roles have got to work together seamlessly uh, to successfully deliver on the promise that the salesperson made when they closed the deal, right? So how does management ensure that everyone in the team is treated with respect, okay, appreciated for what they bring to the organization? And when many times, you know, the salespeople tend to get, you know, a lot of the attention, uh, that's out there. But, you know, I made a joke about cogs in the wheel, but if you think about the process, you know, there's lots of people involved in that process. And uh, being a salesperson myself from a, from way back, you know, you were treated differently uh, about bringing the big sale in and stuff like that, but everybody's important. So how do you, how do you make sure that that is fair, that everybody gets recognized uh, for the parts that they do to successfully pull these projects out? Well, it, it starts at the top, you know, there's, there's nowhere else to go, but the owner or the top manager, you know, they set the tone, they, they set the path, and, uh, people act if you teach, you know, so if I, if I value my employees, you know, and they know that I'm not going to allow them to be mistreated or looked upon, you know, I hated the word, I, it's in one of my blogs, I don't know if it's in this one, but, you know, people use the word for warehouse, people like gophers or, you know, I would just yeah. say a word like that to me, I'm going to go off, you know, because every person in that organization is important, you know, and, and nobody should feel like they're not above to do whatever needs to be done, you know? Yep. I would walk into our store, we had multiple stores, and I would walk into the stores and 
if that bathroom was dirty, I would go in the back and get a bucket, you know, but you saw people scrambling because the president of the company's out there cleaning the toilet, you know, but yep. you'd have to set the tone of excellence, you know, and that goes with your people. And if they know that you're, you treat them well, you're not going to let anybody not treat them well. And, you know, I would go out to at least, you know, once every few months with our warehouse guys, we go shoot pool and I would just pay for everything and tell them, I, I can't do this without you. you know? And the installers, one installer, one time, it was a great story real quick, but uh, I didn't want to spend money with two way communications for all the installers. We had a lot of trucks. We had like 15 trucks. You know? And, um, uh, and so he goes, Roberta, come with me. So I went on a job with him, and it was a three-story house, you know. So after we went up and down the stairs three times, I was like, okay, I'm ordering them. To <laughs> so, I'm yeah. getting next tells right away, right? <laughs> feel their level of pain, you know. And what yeah. that pain that he mm -hmm. experienced was inefficiency. So we should have had him anyway, you know. It saves so much time just not being able to call and say, bring this while you're coming up. But um, it's really important to just stay in communication and to treat people well. You know, it's a very common thing, but people don't. They have dictatorships. Yep. They demand. They, you know, they don't say thank you. You know, you got to go out of your way to thank people, you know, because they don't have to work for you. <laughs> you know, that's right. They don't have to show up tomorrow. But um, especially nowadays. That's just yeah. the way I manage, you know, maybe not be, you know, the best to the bottom line, but I'm, I'm very much a people person. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. grow people, just like you grow vegetables in your garden, you grow people. So. Yep. yep. Good, good, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a, a well-oiled machine and a well-executed plan is a beautiful thing. Business nirvana, right? Right. The problem is that, you know, people come and people go, right? So... Uh, I know in this week's blog, you, you told a story about someone going. Maybe you could share your thoughts, uh, go a little bit deeper, and uh, and uh, talk about, you know, how do you keep the band together? Well, as a manager, you really, the, the story I shared was uh, a failure of mine. And it's a failure that I've shared many, many times because it really caught me, it opened my eyes, you know. Um, you know, as you grow and more work, um, you know, as you grow a company and it grows from 8 million to 25 million, you know, things change, you know, your time's limited. And, um, but I had a, a bad personal problem of micromanaging. So I had a, we had a big office and I had an ad department. And uh, unfortunately, my marketing department was right, not far from my office. So it was, <laughs> by. but anyway, so I had this really talented girl. She was with us for years and, uh, and she, uh, um, I would go in there and probably, you know, ask her too many questions too often. So anyway, so uh, after she gave notice and quit, um, I was like, really? She's like, well, I already accepted another job. So I couldn't talk her into staying. But when she was leaving, she said, you know, the thing that drove me nuts, Roberta, is that you're always over my shoulder. You're always looking to see what I did. You're always second guessing what I was doing. And it was, it was like you were doing the job. And I was like, well, that's not good. <laughs> Anyway, so I hired another person to replace her. I didn't work out. I hired the second person who was doing about half the work she was doing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to have to hire two people to do the job that she was doing. So this is like maybe eight, ten months later, you know, battling the, the marketing department. And we had a, our marketing budget was, you know, close to $2 million. So it was a lot of money before rebates. But uh, 
a mm-hmm. lot, lot of activity in there. So um, I called her up and I said, would you have lunch with me? Anyway, so I talked her into coming back under the pretense that I would never come in her office. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? She taught me a lesson because people, especially in marketing, and they're artistic, you know, and, uh, and same thing with people that are designers, and but we work with them every day. Uh, their creativity can be, we can kill that creativity if we hover over it and try to do their job for them. So it doesn't really matter how the outcome comes in a job as long as it gets done in the time that needs to be done. So one, you can go, it doesn't matter if you can do it my way or you can do it your way as long as it gets done. And actually her way was a lot more effective than mine. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was a great story and i just saw her at a funeral like six months ago and i said do you remember that she's like she didn't remember she didn't remember all the story i was telling but uh i was like well, it scarred me for <laughs> but you know what? It, it opened my eyes to look at people and not you know when they give you eyes or they push back on something there's sometimes something deeper and you just yeah. have to be intuitive to you know, get some of those points to make sure that you don't lose some of your good people because of either something you're doing or one of your managers is doing. So it goes back to communications. Just make sure you try to get an open level where they feel like they can tell you anything uh, without getting fired or getting judged or, you know, you want them just like your kids to be able to tell you things that they need to, you need to hear. Sometimes. So anyway, it was a good lesson. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. It's it's uh, sometimes painful to share our failures, but like like I always say, you don't learn anything from success. You only learn from failure. <laughs> Every so. exactly. So. Well, great. Thanks. To, uh, thanks for uh, uh, the info this week, Smartpreneurs. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can catch uh, any of the previous podcasts we've got out there uh, by going to simplyreliable.com. And checking under resources, you'll see the the uh, Smartpreneur blogs as well as the podcasts. And uh, Roberta, if, if someone wanted to reach out and and perhaps utilize some of your fantastic PR skills or marketing skills, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? So uh, email's easy, Roberta at RobertaLewis.com or at my website, RobertaLewis.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for uh, for being with us. You're welcome. And Smartpreneurs, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, Join us again next week on the Smartpreneur Podcast. Have a great week.